Hallelujah. He remains Lord. Lord of all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you praise in the house this morning, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Make that stronger. Make even a praise in the house. I bring you greetings this morning in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. To those who share with us for the first time, whether online or in person, I want to especially say welcome, in addition to welcoming each and every person. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the house this morning, a place of worship. And I trust this morning that as we have been praising the Lord that we have given him from our heart, from our lips, that which belongs to him. Amen. And uh, as you, as we go into this word, I want for you to, to pray that the Lord will certainly ignite this word to our hearts this morning. We have been focused uh, this month thus far on the spirit-filled believer. And we are seeking to understand more and more about our Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Some of us refer to him as the Holy Ghost, but we are reminded that God is indeed spirit. And I want to pick up where I left off last Sunday morning as we taught on this important personal actions of the Holy Spirit. We know beforehand that he's the spirit that speaks. He speaks, he testifies, he teaches, he guides, he leads. He is the one that seals the believer. And of course, he gives gifts, all the gifts the gifts of the spirit he gives them he gives gifts he gives gifts and we want to continue as in first corinthians chapter 12 and verse 13 he baptizes for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, we have been all made to drink into one spirit. It is the power of the Holy Spirit that allows us, whether we come from various backgrounds or not, to be able to be fitly joined together. Amen. This, of course, we are baptized into the body of Christ. Right, Sister Gentile? We are baptized into the body of Christ. And he's the one who is able to take us from different backgrounds and socioeconomic background. And he pulls us together so that we can live together as a family. Importantly also, the Holy Spirit, He intercedes on our behalf. Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit 
also help our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh groanings which cannot be uttered. Hallelujah. How often, how many times, brothers and sisters, we are not able to express ourselves. We can only depend on the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. How difficult to get across what we have sometimes in our hearts. We can't even verbalize it. But we have one in the form of the Holy Spirit who intercedes unto God the Father on our behalf. Sometimes of groaning, sometimes of in unknown tongues, he prays to the Father on our behalf. Hallelujah. But when the Spirit intercedes for us, he is the one who expresses certainly what should be our portion or what should happen. Sometimes we are faced with all kinds of challenging situations and we are not able at times to determine what is even best for us. But I'm glad that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is able to determine what is best for us. And isn't it that which Sister um, Lawson was testifying about how even when we do not, when we determine a path for our lives, and it seems to be the best path, but he who knows the future, he who is able to take us beyond just what we are able to see in the natural, he is the spirit who is capable of taking us beyond the normal and the natural and guide us through prayer to lead us into the path that we ought to take. The Holy Spirit also forbids there's some things that he's going to stop us from doing. Acts 16, 6 and 7. Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatea, Galatea, and were forbidden by whom? Forbidden by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost, to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Mysia, they are saved to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit suffered them not. He, the Spirit, sometimes will even determine that some of the things that we ought to do, though it looks good and is in order, he will forbid us from doing such things. Brothers and sisters, it is the Spirit of the Lord that brings conviction anyway. And so even in the drawing, even when we came to the Lord, it is the Spirit that convicts. John 16, 7 and 8. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and 
kind of righteousness of, and judgment and brothers and sisters conviction comes as the spirit points out our sins and points us to Jesus. It's all about the Holy Father. It's all about all the triune God. And so the Holy Spirit also is the one who does the drawing. And when we sometimes have committed sin as Christians, he's the one who awakens in us the, 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 the conviction. He's the one who convicts. He's the one who awakens in us our, our minds to recognize that we have erred. And so as believers, when we are walking with the Lord, anytime you have drifted, hallelujah, and you have a sense of, of knowledge coming to you that you have drifted, it is the Holy Spirit at work in your heart, and he's the one who convicts us when sin happens in our life. How else would we have been able to survive? And so this morning, as we reflect on the Holy Spirit, he's always that sometimes still small voice, our voice, that voice of conscience that will say to you, look, you have stepped out of line. It's important to respond to the Holy Spirit. It's important that we understand, therefore, when we have done wrong and we have, we get a little nudge in the side to recognize that the Spirit of the Lord is at work in our hearts and our lives. So it's not only when we are up and about and moving, as we say, in the Spirit, but in all situations and all of us at some point in time or the other steps out of line. But the Spirit of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, that's that same comforter, that same paraclete, he is the one who stands by and shows up in a remarkable way and reminds us and nudges us back to repentance. And so it's important that we always respond to the convicting force of the Holy Spirit. Sin in our lives and in the life of the believer is always being pointed out by the Holy Spirit. If you are doing wrong as a Christian, and feel no way about it. The Spirit has departed completely from you. It's a dangerous place to be in. If you do wrong and you feel bad about it, you should celebrate. You should feel, yes, Lord, after all, I am yours. And you're nudging me back to a place where I ought to be. And so, also the Holy Spirit, he comforts us. John 14, verse 26, but the comforter, but the comforter, who is the Holy Ghost? He is a comforting force 
in the life of the believer. For there are things that we will go through. Jesus said, if I don't go, he the comforter won't be able to come. And he left and he sent us his spirit that brings comfort in a world that is filled with all kinds of challenges to hurt the believer. You ever talk about as, as, as people when you're cold at night and, and, and so on? You ever hear about that sheep that spread that we often refer to as the comforter? The comforter, um, which is a sheet that is extremely warm, probably padded, extra, extra layers are added in order to bring comfort to when we are getting feeling so cold and out of sorts. And so that's the best way I can even relate that important role that the comforter brings. There are times in our lives when we go through suffering. There are times when we go through disappointment. There are times of, oh, sister, sister, um, I'll get back to that. But there are times when, oh, sister Bravo, this is a season when the Holy Spirit have to come alongside as you just lose it. You just lose it because there are so many things happening this side of life that comes to trouble our minds and make us reverse and feel this courage. But he, the Holy Spirit, he operates at the level where he brings comfort in our time of discomfort, in our season of despair, in our season of trials, in our season where we are going through hardships. He comes alongside us and brings great comfort. And this morning I know that there are all kinds of things happening in the believers' lives. And there are different seasons that we go through. And it is in those seasons that the believer recognizes the attribute of the Holy Spirit. How he just moves in and bring comfort. How he's able to, to dry up our tears and take us through as we have lost our minds, as we lose our minds. But the comforter, he is here. Hallelujah. Not only does he comfort us, but he's the one who regenerates. John 3 verse 5. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. To be born of the Spirit is to be born of God, it's to be born from above. And this new person who we are this morning, thank God for the second birth. Hallelujah. Thank God we are no longer what we used to be. But the Holy Spirit, He regenerates he causes us, oh hallelujah, to come back to life. He causes all things to be shifted, dead things to be separated. Hallelujah. And so we regenerate. He's able to bring us from one level of spiritual growth and maturity to the next. He's the one who causes death 
things to fall away. And as we grow in the Lord, he allows us to get closer and closer to the spirit or to what the Lord wants us to become. He regenerates. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, I want for us to begin to have a sense this morning that the work of the Holy Spirit is constant. He's changing us. He's bringing us from one level to the next. I want for you to allow the Spirit of the Lord to take you upwards and to get you more deeply planted. There are too many times that we resist the Spirit and is prodding to take us closer to our Heavenly Father. But this morning, as we focus on He who is the Spirit of the living God, we are not going to allow our selfish pride. We're not going to allow our own sense of what is right and wrong to block what the Spirit of the Lord wants to do in the life of us as believers. He's in the business of regenerating us. Hallelujah. Next, he empowers us. Acts chapter 1 verse 8, but he shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and he shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. He is the one who empowers the believer, and this power is not only power that comes out of us speaking louder. But it's a power that comes, oh, that allows God to work through us so that some uh, supernatural things can happen. He empowers us for those who are timid, he grants boldness. For those who are fearful, he comes in and he allows us to be bold. He allows us to be able to enter into some situations that even though the outward man is trembling, but is causing us to go forward, to open our mouths and to say, Thus saith the Lord. But he shall receive power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to lift your hand and say, I have power. I have power. Hallelujah. You have power to drive out demons. You have power to lay hands on the sick and see them recover as long as it's in the will of the Lord. You have power to stand up before the enemy and say, you're not moving me, for I am of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so the power of the Holy Spirit, it is not the power that comes with speaking in tongues that's beyond what I'm talking now this morning. I'm talking about the believer's life being transformed to execute things that are not natural and sometimes normal. But you are finding yourselves that things begin to happen all around you. You open your mouth and things, words that comes from within you are words of life. Words which should ultimately be able to transform lives. 
But note, in the scripture, when he comes upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem. One of the greatest power that the Holy Spirit brings, Sister Michelle, is that you will not deny Christ. Hallelujah. That in the face of you being ridiculed because of your faith, you're able to stand your ground. You're able to be a witness. In other words, you will talk about Jesus and him crucified and him coming up out of the grave on the third day. The fear of standing with Christ is real. The fear that when you are in your classroom or at your workplace and what is going on makes you, makes you, if you are not following in the same vein, you look weird and out of sorts. You, you are sometimes, you are, you are out on a limb all by yourself. When the Holy Spirit is with the believer, you don't watch any face. Hallelujah. You're able to stand as a witness to Christ Jesus. And there are situations, uh, if you think back, uh, when you feel like you just denied Christ, uh, when Peter oh, faced with a challenge of all saying you were with Christ, uh, he felt uh, he, he denied Christ. I never know him. And many of us, there are times when we have operated at a level where some people don't know that we are believers because of fear. But the power of the Holy Spirit, when he comes upon the believer, you will be able to stand your ground even if persecution will come. Hallelujah. And that's what the Bible says. If you deny me here, I will not, uh, I will deny you on the last day. And so brothers and sisters, if you're finding that you're running with a company of believers, a company of people rather, who are, who are, you can't be yourself. You can't talk about being a Christian. You can't operate when you are in that company. You feel that you must deny Christ by your actions. It is time for you to be filled with the Holy Spirit that will empower you. Cry out to the Lord because you need power. Hallelujah. Sometimes we look at the power system, Michelle. Oh, I need, when we come to church, I need to lay hands on the sick. I need to do so and so. But there is a power that comes upon you as we are baptized that you will not deny Christ by your actions. We are with, so it is not just the verbal statement that comes. We will not say it necessarily, but we make sure that our actions in that setting, at that time, denies Christ. You are saying nothing. You are doing nothing. You are you're, you're at a place where oftentimes all you are doing is quietly 
assenting to what is going on. But when the Holy Spirit is upon the believer and power is in the believer, you'll find yourself not so. I can't stay here. I have to change my position. I, you have invited me out. I never expected to be in this company. I can't stay here for I'm a witness. I'm a witness. Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Ah, I, you've invited me to this party. I thought it was a regular party. I'm so sorry to disappoint you, but I have to leave. You're sitting at a particular table at work, and the conversation is such that you're saying, excuse me, please, this is not for me. I have Christ within me. It is the power that comes upon the believer to move out of those situations and to stand your crown. The Holy Spirit is holy. Hallelujah. He dwells in holy people. He wants holy operations. And so when he comes, when the enemy comes up, there is a standard that the Holy Spirit lifts up. And you can't help but declaring him and saying, this is the reason why I can't drink. This is the reason why I can't smoke this. This is the reason why I can't dress this way. This is the reason why I can't go with you. You will be like a sore thumb at times. But the power of the Holy Spirit upon the believer will allow you to do the set the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah, if you didn't say I'm a power packed believer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, I want you to also know that the Holy Spirit can be grieved. Uh, Ephesians 4, verse 30, Sister Wilson, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed. Unto the day of redemption. To grieve means to go against his desire. It is to go against him. Oh, him and injure or harm or hurt him by resisting and rebelling or spurning his leading. Help us, Lord, not to grieve your Holy Spirit. It is for our good and benefit when he acts. When we do not respond, he is grieved. Oh Lord, when he comes to us and we do not respond to his prompting and his leading, it is possible to grieve the Holy Spirit. Are we responsive? Are we responding to the leading of the Holy Spirit? Are we at a place where we need to say, uh, move away from the sin. This is how I am. This is how I stay. The Holy Spirit is saying to some of us this morning, it's time to shift. And he's prompting. And he's prodding. But we are resisting him. Do you think it's only when we come into the house of the Lord and we talk about, oh, don't resist the Spirit because you didn't go very vocal with your, with your shout. Oh, you grieve the Holy Spirit. We grieve the Holy Spirit at times when we do not 
and is leading and directing us away from those things. No, it's pretending next. Isaiah 63 verse 10. For they repelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore he was turned to be their enemy and he fought against them. To be vexed simply means to be grieved, annoyed, angered, agitated. The Spirit will take so much of this and then he will take no more. There's a sense in which the Holy Spirit will not always chide. It will, he will not always be there. And so when he's prompting us and leading us, we must respond. For there's coming a time when he will just leave you up. Do what you want to do. Can the Holy Spirit be tempted? Yes. Acts chapter 5 verse 9. How is it that he have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord concerning Ananias? And Sapphira twisted the truth around and tried to hide it from the people of God. And as such, the word of God says they tempted the Holy Spirit. They seemed to think that the Holy Spirit would go along with them in the thing, but they were wrong. The Holy Spirit is not gonna line up with any wrongdoing, not at all. He's holy. And so, Ananias, and we know the story quite well, the outcome was not nice. But in the day of the Lord, I want for us as we learn from the past and from what was written aforetime, let us therefore not tempt the Holy Spirit. You know, brothers and sisters, there are times when we do things and but for the grace of God, then, you know, we look at Ananias and Sapphira and we're saying, Lord, oh, those things can't happen today. But sometimes we become spiritually dead. Sometimes based on our actions, the inner man dries up. And that communion which you once enjoyed, in the presence of the Lord is no longer. It is time this morning for us to, to ask ourselves, where are we? Where are we? How are we? Shake us, Lord. Stir us, Lord. Back to the place where we ought to be. Forgive us, oh Lord, for the times of when we perhaps acted in a way that tempted the spirit of the Lord. Acts chapter 5 verse 3 reminds us also that the Spirit can be lied upon or be lied to. But Peter said, Ananias, why hath Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? And so we don't want, sometimes we have to get the balance right. Some of the things that we are faced with from time to time, we all want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, don't it? We all want the, our, our ability to lay hands on the sick and see them many. We all want oh, to experience the gifts of the Spirit in its operations. Don't we all want that? 
But this morning there are some teachings that we have to go through and be reminded how are we going to get to those levels. Don't lie to the spirit. Don't grieve the spirit. Don't resist the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As in Acts chapter 7 verse 51. He's neglect and uncircumcised in hearts and ears. He do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did so did he. These were the words of Stephen to the Jews clearly expressing the true picture of so many things that are happening today. The Holy Spirit is ready to help but so often we have resisted. But in the name of Jesus, every resistance, every resistance that comes out of us will be quelled this morning. Hallelujah. And we all know it can be quenched. As in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 19, quench not the spirit. But Paul saw that the men were restraining and holding back the spirit. Do you think, hallelujah, yes, Lord, do you think it's only when you don't shout out your quenching the spirit, when the spirit is moving and directing us and things are happening and sometimes there is a resistance. You build up a resistance, hallelujah. It is a dangerous thing to refuse to give the spirit his way. We must allow him to roar. We must allow him to enter in and do that which must be done. It's not a good place to find ourselves in. Quenching the spirit, resisting the spirit, finding all kinds of things that we are uttering in the minds and dwelling on things when the spirit wants to be released. Brothers and sisters, Genesis 6 verse 3 in a sense reminds us that he will also withdraw. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, but thank God for the New Testament experience where he is constantly knocking and prodding. Hallelujah. The power. When he, the Holy Spirit, is come. He shall receive power. Hallelujah. I want for us this morning to understand that there are some things that he now wants us to do. For he, yes, he has come. The Holy Spirit is here. Hallelujah. Look at your hands. Look at your, look at this person next to you. We are not just ordinary. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. Can we recognize that in each and every person here who is a believer that the Spirit is, is dwelling within us? Knowing not that you are the temple of God. Yes, look at the people around you. You are the temple of God. And the Spirit of the Lord God ought to dwell in us. Hallelujah. He ought to dwell in us. Oh, not only is he coming, but he wants to indwell us. The Holy Spirit wants to be permanently in us and overflowing and baptizing us. The instruction is 
that the anointing which he have received of him in order to abide on us forever. But our actions sometimes will cause the anointing to lose, to lose, lose its fervor. But in the name of Jesus, I'm declaring fresh anointing upon the people of God this morning. The devil will not allow us to quench the spirit. We will not allow ourselves to resist the spirit. But we are standing in a place and in this house this morning. I'm declaring holy ground. Holy ground where the baptism and the overflow of the spirit can come upon us as his dear children. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, everything about us that causes us to quench or to, 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 to resist or to move away from you, I'm praying in the name of Jesus that right now everything will line up. Come, Holy Spirit, baptize us afresh. Come, Holy Spirit, anoint us afresh in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 The presence of the Holy Spirit is a critical in the believer's life. And oh, hallelujah. Whether we are believing it or not, there is power and authority that comes upon the believer. Here we need to understand that we will go through situations. But he's a comforter. We'll go through problems. But he's a deliverer. We'll go through and commit sin sometimes. But he's the convictor. He is the one who we cannot do without. Hallelujah. We must wrap. Our time is up. Our time is up for the first service. But I hope this morning we're beginning to sense that as on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 verse 3 how oh, the Spirit sat upon them oh hallelujah somebody says sit upon the Holy Spirit sit upon the Holy Spirit sit upon the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit came in a great demonstration and he sat upon the people many were saved as a result of his coming Oh, Cornelius in Acts chapter 10 and verse 44, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. And in Ephesians, oh, Acts, in Ephesus in Acts 19 verse 6, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them. Oh, this is not fairy tale. I challenge the believer this morning to recognize that there is additional power that is available to each and every believer, not just to the pastor, not just to the prayer leaders, not just to the deacons, but every believer. There is a power, another level of anointing that is available that breaks yokes and drive out demons and cause us to be overcomers and causes us to be the head and not the tail. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, have you not heard since you believed about this power? Paul says, Peter says, have you not 